Hello and welcome to this audio recording for the weekly research roundup, research published between the 22nd and the 28th of November 2022. I'm Katrina Pez, the research correspondent for the ME Association. There have only been four new ME-CFS studies, but it's been another extremely busy week for long COVID research with 24 new studies. Similar to the previous weeks, there is mounting evidence for the similarities between ME-CFS and Long Covid. This week there has also been a letter published to the editor of the Spanish Rheumatology Journal which presents a clear table showing the similarities and differences of Long Covid and ME-CFS. While this is not a research study, it is interesting to see researchers coming together on this topic. There have been a few unusual ME-CFS studies this week, which really questions the author's knowledge and understanding of what ME-CFS is, including typos of the acronym CFS. These include papers 1, 3 and 4. We have highlighted two of the ME-CFS studies and listed some of the interesting long COVID research below. Paper 1 is of a slightly different nature as it looks at those patients who have developed ME-CFS following exposure to humidifier disinfectants, HDs, which used to contain numerous harmful chemicals in Korea. Therefore, this is a small subset of patients with a known onset. This study investigates the use of a two-day cardiopulmonary exercise testing, CPET, to provoke and assess post-exertional malaise, as well as to distinguish between different fatigue conditions. Two CPET tests were separated by 24 hours, including a variety of other measurements, including peak oxygen consumption. This study involved 29 participants who had been exposed to HDs with CFS symptoms. Unsurprisingly, significant differences were found between the majority of parameters measured for the test 1 and test 2. For example, a decrease in peak oxygen consumption, showing the inability to reproduce the same test results on the second day of testing. This is obviously not our usual sort of ME-CFS study due to the subset of patients used so it is unclear how these findings would translate to an ME-CFS population without HD exposure. Even though this is the first study to look at CPET testing in an ME-CFS HD exposed cohort, I don't really think this expands our knowledge. A few other things stand out about this study, such as its small scale, there is no healthy control group which limits the application of these results especially where the authors say these results can differentiate between fatigue conditions. The study also used the FACUDA criteria for diagnosis, which is heavily criticised in its use in diagnosis of ME-CFS, especially when used for research. For example, problems with this criteria include post-exertional malaise is not compulsory and leads to misdiagnosis, and it is not easy to use on a clinical level. A review of the contrasting definitions has also been written by Brown et al. 2013. The authors say that the inability to produce the same exercise response in the second day of exercise testing could be used diagnostically as an objective indicator of abnormal post-exertional response, as it can differentiate between fatigue conditions. 
However, personally, I would not be willing to participate in vigorous exercise testing at the risk of worsening my condition. Fortunately, the long-lasting relapse of symptoms is acknowledged by the authors potentially unethical. Let's hope eventually a biological biomarker for PEM can be found in studies that provoke post-exertional malaise. Paper 2. Unfortunately, we cannot read the full study as it is behind a paywall. However, this study involves patient agreement on which other illnesses, i.e. those overlapping, which should be excluded in reaching an MECFS diagnosis. The lead author of this research was Leonard Jensen from Deepool University, who we have seen publish a number of other studies this year on a range of different topics from biological studies looking at cytokine expression to demographic studies looking at MECFS in different ethnicities. The specific aim of this study is to enhance future reproductivity in studies so that a more uniform population can be selected, which in the future could help to find more definite significant answers in research. However, to me, there's some concern that these exclusionary illnesses could have a role in MECFS diagnosis and illness progression. For example, they develop because of MECFS. Despite this, there is a need to tighten criteria in research, and once more definite answers have been found, other conditions can be included. Some of the papers of interest in the long COVID reference section include Paper 2 is on the symptoms following infection with different variants of the COVID-19 virus. The review shows that the prevalence of long COVID is higher with historical variants than those infected by the Omicron variant, which seems to have the smallest prevalence of long COVID. However, long-term data is still needed. Paper 3 and 4 are similar studies using the same methodology, which is the long COVID stigma scale, which looks at the stigmas associated with long COVID in the UK. Paper 5 shows that suffering with insomnia increases the likelihood of experiencing more chronic, longer-lasting COVID symptoms. And from this study, it has larger implications showing that insomnia and sleep have a role in immune system functioning. Paper 6 is a feasibility study looking into the use of online forest bathing therapy to reduce long COVID symptoms, particularly mental-based symptoms. Forest bathing is a Japanese relaxation technique of finding calm and quiet amongst trees and observing nature, similar to those practices of mindfulness. The pilot study found significant improvements in symptoms of this accessible and inexpensive therapy which can be conducted online. Paper 7 is a review of acupuncture treatment for long COVID, which supports acupuncture as effective and safe. Thank you for listening to this audio recording of the weekly research roundup. I will be back next week with the next instalment.